Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. I'm lacing up my soccer cleats and I'm going undercover for this discussion of She's the Man, which falls at number 41 on the 50 best rom-coms list. I knew that I needed a younger perspective on this film, so I'm really thrilled to bring in my niece, Maddie Graham. Hey, Maddie, how are you doing? Hey, Nathan. I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Good. So uh, what what generation are you like? Are you in? Are you considered a millennial or where do you fall? I don't actually know where I fall technically. I feel like most of the time I get lumped in with the millennials. So we'll say millennial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we uh, like it's kind of the same for mine too. We're not quite Gen X. Um, what's the one below it? Is it millennial? I can't remember. But anyway, oh, like the 80, 81, that those years are kind of like in between for whatever reason. So, uh, but I, th- this, I think this is one of the few films on the list that I haven't seen before. And I, I'm glad you are, I guess, coming on for this because this movie came out uh, a, a little bit before I actually met you. So uh, She's the Man re- was released in 2006 and Whitney and I started dating in 2007. Wow. Uh, so people know uh, I, I married into the family. So that's yeah. th- that's how uh, Maddie is my niece. So uh, so in 2006, how, how old were you? Were, were- I was 11. You were 11. Okay. Yeah. So you're a little younger than uh, a teenager, but I watching this film, I, I definitely thought that uh, um, kind of spoiler alert here. I think this film is definitely geared towards a younger demographic. <laughs> Don't you agree? Yes, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, uh, before, before we jump into it a little bit, a little background on this film. She's the man is a 2006 American romantic comedy slash teen sports film that I think sports films a little loose there, but uh, <laughs> it's directed by Andy Fickman and stars Amanda Bynes and Channing Tatum. Uh, it's inspired by William Shakespeare's play Twelfth Night, and the film centers on teenager Viola Hastings, who enters her brother's new boarding school in his place and pretends to be a boy in order to play on the boys' soccer team. Haven't we all run into that before? Of course. <laughs> this, of course. Uh, this uh, this film was a moderate commercial success, uh, grossing fifty seven point two million dollars against a budget of twenty to twenty five million dollars, which is kind of crazy. Uh, this this film received mixed reviews from critics at the time, but Bynes' performance was praised. So, okay, uh, putting all that in context. Uh, and the the fact that you signed up for this movie, I am guessing you you grew up with this movie. I did, yeah. So I was eleven, like starting middle school, um, playing soccer at the time. So oh. you know, um, this was a big like sleepover movie, and like, yeah. um, I don't even know that a lot of us cared about the rom com part of it. We were just like Amanda Bynes, like taking on the man, you know, um, yeah, and the soccer bit. So, um, yeah, it was like. It was definitely a crowd favorite among <laughs> my little group of girlies. Um, we just thought she was the coolest and like went in there and really took charge of everything. Um, I feel like it gave us a lot of, uh, we thought high school was going to be a lot bigger of a deal than it actually was. <laughs> um, they have all this independence and like the brother goes off to London and all this stuff. Like, <laughs> and like the sports team has this big stadium. I mean, I really think we thought, you know, high school was going to be this big turning point that it, you know, probably wasn't. But um, yeah, it was a big, big favorite at all the sleepovers. It was up there with like Mean Girls and mm-hmm. yeah, that was really popular at the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And, um, like, so I, I feel like Amanda Bynes is someone I just kind of like missed out on. So to yeah. speak, my only context for her before this movie, uh, is hairspray just cause we've always liked that movie and she she's in that. And I always knew she was kind of a Nickelodeon girl and then kind of reading she's all, she, uh, what is also, um, King Thompson was in it was a sketch or like all night or something. Oh. <laughs> I'll look it up here in a sec. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, so was she like all that? I think it was all, all that. that. All that. Yeah. that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. yeah. So was she kind of a a big part, like like you girls watching that? Part of the appeal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if she would be she like. She's kind of like right above our age group. I feel like because obviously she's what like eighteen or twenty when she did the movie. So she's like right above us. Like all that was happening, but we kind of were a little young to watch it, but we would catch some of the like, you know, crab sketches and every lobster sketches. And yeah. um, she was always hilarious. And I think she had her own show, like the Amanda Bynes show on Nickelodeon. Um, oh, okay. So she was big, but she was also like maybe a little older than us. So yeah. She was really cool. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, th th that was something kind of like, I, I was a little kind of torn on her performance. Okay. One, one thing I kind of appreciated about this movie <laughs> is that it just, it just jumps right in. It's yeah. like, Hey, we are just going for it. So <laughs> yeah, her, her, her performance is like so over the top. It's just like big eyes, big motions. I kind of likened it to like a, a Bugs Bunny, uh, type of Looney yeah. Tunes character. Yeah. Um, and so at once it's like, just like so in your face, but then, and that also I'm like, ah, I, I feel like if it wasn't that this movie would be completely horrible. Does that right. make sense? Yes. Because there's, there's no way anyone actually would believe like her transformation, you know, like <laughs> she doesn't look like a boy. I, um, I, I actually, I felt like it like was a passable, like, okay. Like, I I think maybe she was more passable than than like Robin Williams as Miss, Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> if you think about those things, but um, and to and this is a generalization, but I do think most guys, especially the types of guys that are the you know jock, so to speak, in this film, you know, like I think if they were presented with like, yeah, I'm a guy, they'd just be like, okay. I don't think they might think much d deeper than that. <laughs> and I think that's kind of a big theme of the film. Like, oh, she has short hair. She kind of spits sometimes. Like, she's a boy. Okay. Like, <laughs> but then at times, like, what I can't, I wish I could mimic the accent that she uses it's when so she's strange. Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like kind of Southerner, kind of British with a twang. I don't even know how to explain it. <laughs> I don't know. Probably I'll try at some point just because it'll slip out, but yeah. it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I, I I knew so little about this film. I just started it and just in my research, like prepping all this stuff, I had no idea that it was based on uh, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. No. Was that the first time you heard like me just saying that? No, because I, I did go look it up and just kind of see if people were still talking about the film or like anything like that. And I didn't know that at all. <laughs> And basically everyone was like, it's a very loose interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it might've would have helped me a little bit, you know, because yeah. I, Shakespeare's plays, I mean, kind of, I mean, obviously it's not 
like this movie, but it's very similar in just like jumping into the scenario, like, you know, and so this is what I, we're doing. Yeah. This is what we're doing, uh, type of thing. And so, okay, so now that it has been a while, I, I'm sure there's been some kind of gap since you've seen this. I mean, did you still like this movie? <laughs> I did just because there's a lot of sentimental things in there for me. Like I found myself singing a lot of the songs and like, you know, I know a lot of the quotes. Um, there's a lot of little sound bites that like, it was like deja vu almost. Um, so I did still like it, um, but I did have a different perspective. Like, obviously I was like, oh my gosh, they're in high school, what? Like, I didn't really <laughs> think about that. I guess I thought they were kind of in college when I watched it as a kid and then, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know if this necessarily goes into the category of so bad it's good. Uh, but I I really I think the whole thing is ridiculous and <laughs> not I mean I'm 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 fine with the silly plot. I'm just I, I just felt like um they in a good way everybody just goes with it, but in the same turn, uh, there's just some very um, implausible things that happen even for this type of plot. Like, I, not that this is a thing to get hung up on, but even when she's Sebastian, her hair's short, but mm -hmm. when she's herself, you know, she has such long hair. And I couldn't get it over, like, how even this wig was, how like, in place. Yeah. yeah, and towards the end, with the big, like, quote-unquote reveal, like... <laughs> It was just like a cheesy camera cut where she like bends her head down. And then when it comes back up, it's all, you know, so it's just those type of moments where it's like um, just the filmmaking. It's just not spectacular. But in the same turn, I, 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 I laughed uh, a, a lot. So um, and it's just one that like as soon as I've seen it, I was like, yes, this is a movie that Hallie, my daughter, would like just adore. And so. Yeah. Uh, and put it in context for myself, and not that they're necessarily the same movie, but like I love Billy Madison. Uh, yeah. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Okay, and, been a while, but yes. And I, I think uh, during COVID, like we brought it back up, just like you know to watch or whatever. And similar to this movie, a lot of things haven't aged well in that movie. Um, it is completely stupid but it's also a movie that makes me laugh so that's kind of how i you know <laughs> put this movie yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um and so um well uh the, i obviously the other big standout in this is uh channing tatum um because this was one of his first uh big roles and apparently oh, it's kind of loose research i think amanda Bynes kind of championed him to be in this movie or whatever like that um i i think i mean for this type of movie, it's kind of hard to be a super standout, but I, I think you can definitely see the seeds of a Hollywood star. Would you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of the draw was Channing Tatum. He was so gorgeous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and he does really well. I mean, he like gets on to a man of mine so that he like champions her at the end all in the same. He does really well, but um also yeah. definitely his first movie. I don't know. Like that kind of rough, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I know he he probably got more popular from the get-go for like uh his dancing, like in the yeah. step up step, step up, up movies yeah. and stuff like that. And but um 
I mean, he clearly he's been in so many comedies, like anything from Twenty One Jump Street to It's the End of the World, uh, and um, he he knows. Oh, and even it was an okay movie. Uh, it's the lot the Lost City with Sandra Bullock that he did recently. Okay. Like he get he gets comedy, and you can see that um, early on here because even though he doesn't have necessarily all the laugh lines and stuff, he knows how to play uh, the straight man, so to speak. So. Uh, straight man in comedy sense because <laughs> this movie plays well plays loosely <laughs> with uh those terms and everything like that so um yeah and so i that this might be a good time just to dig into that a little bit kind of how um some of this uh d doesn't age com completely well um and i don't know if you and i are the correct people to really like dissect um how we view uh gender and uh, films and that sort of thing. But I, I, this definitely just like all other things definitely felt like a movie of its time. Um, I don't know. It, once again, kind of knowing that it's based on Shakespeare's uh, plays and stuff and that it played with a lot of those dynamics. It wasn't unusual for male actors to play female characters and uh, vice versa and that sort of thing. But I, I felt like uh, even though the jokes, some of the jokes didn't age well, I don't think they were necessarily mean spirited. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially with the big reveal at the end. I mean, that was definitely the scene. Um, I, and it's hard to say that there's a lot of spoilers in this movie, but uh, basically <laughs> towards the, if you haven't seen the movie towards the end, uh, she's basically uh, gets called out uh, for pretending to be a boy and, and uh, vice versa with her brother or something like that. And they basically say, prove it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so that was definitely uh you know a dropping of their wardrobe where it was like yeah this definitely wouldn't uh happen uh, today yeah <laughs> but in the same but after those things happen you know the coach uh it, you know he he basically says hey no i want her to still play i don't see gender like yeah, with we're our, not with our based on gender. Yeah, yeah. And so it was one of those where I'm like, you know, I think we were kind of getting there on the conversation, if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. There's like one um transphobic kind of thing said by the principal where he comes in and he's like, Yeah, we don't know why he dressed up like a girl, and he's probably gonna have to go through a lot of therapy for that or something like that. And it was right. like <laughs> okay. Um, but for the most part, like it it really handles it pretty well yeah 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 um uh, but uh yeah we yeah, we definitely we we definitely laugh about that and even i was like oh great i get i get to talk to my niece about uh gender issues and, and film, nudity and film. <laughs> thankfully they don't show anything obviously but oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for sure um uh so I mean, I think Bynes and Tatum definitely, you know, the, the kind of main actors here. You mentioned the principal. I, I'm always a fan of David Cross um, and his humor uh, and his, his one-liners, uh, but uh, I always, uh, always enjoy his laughs. Um, and you mentioned it, like some of your, uh, I think a lot of the best quotes almost come from him <laughs> from in this movie uh, uh I, I had written down uh i played soccer once or was it chess <laughs> just, just that this principle is totally out of touch um you mentioned some of the quotes that were some of the quotes that you enjoyed oh, or, or that you remember there's so many um the ones we always quote are like amanda bynes quotes where she's like you know 
just talk about cheese. And he's like, okay, do you like cheese? And she's like, good is my favorite. Um, <laughs> we, do, we always do Amanda Bynes quotes. And then like um, when she's telling off Monique and she's like, when I close my eyes, I see you for what you really are, which is ugly. And like, <laughs> So those are the ones we always go back to. But definitely the principal has some amazing scenes where um, he's like, oh, I know what you're hiding. Like you're balding. And she's like, what? Like, <laughs> or when they're in his office and she's thinking she's caught. And then he's like, I just wanted to say, hey, I know you want to hang out with your principal more. Here I am. Like, uh, he's great. He's great throughout the whole thing. The mom has some really good ones. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking uh, of the mom, uh, she's played by Julie Haggerty, which is, it's just really funny. Like, uh, through our podcast, she's like all of a sudden just an actress that seems to kind of pop up in these movies. And I'm just like, is this a uh, low key, a Julie Haggerty uh, podcast, but uh, um, I, we just recently watched uh, somebody I used to know. Um, it's the new Alison Brie movie on Amazon prime. Uh, and she's the mom of that. Um, and so it's just kind of funny. It's just like, well, how am I seeing this actress all over the place? But <laughs> she always brings such a sweet, sentimentality uh to to her roles or whatever it's like she understands what she's known for and she's pretty consistent in that. lean into it yeah yeah um yeah i uh, the uh, at the beginning uh the 1-800 biatch <laughs> <laughs> that 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 made me laugh a lot and um <laughs> even when uh I had written down, I don't know if this is like verbatim, but <laughs> when uh, Sebastian, quote unquote, Sebastian gets hit in the uh, the crotch by the <laughs> ball and she doesn't know how to react and she just goes, it burns. <laughs> and it looks around, she goes, oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and even like kind of scrolling through and like looking at like some of the quotes uh, from the script and stuff mm -hmm. and all the stuff, I was like, this is like, it, it, it is a funny movie. Like the lines are really clever. And I don't know if it's maybe that the pace of this film is what makes maybe some of them get lost in it. Or um, it's like because of some of the feelings from the filmmaking standpoint, I think it doesn't give the lines the um, the credit it deserves. But yeah, yeah you're right. A lot of it, you know, it's kind of hard to tell maybe if some of the things are improvised or not, but certainly Vine's acting like brings those, <laughs> those moments to life. So uh, similar to like how, uh, I don't know if anybody's compared Vine's to Sandler before, but I think very much in, it's like, I mean, like in Billy Madison where he's like, stop looking at me, swan. I mean, that 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 line just on paper is not necessarily funny, but right. it's the delivery. And I think that's how like Bynes gets a lot of those moments like you just mentioned, you know, she does really, really well with. <laughs> but uh, do, you, do you have any uh, favorite scenes uh, from this movie? Um, I think the like debutante tea where they're like, she's sitting there just gnawing on a chicken wing. And then she goes in the bathroom and just starts a fight. And it's like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Absolute chaos. Um, I think that one, the, like, there's a couple with the sideburns that were funny. Like, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Just the fair. And she's, you know, swapping from girl to boy a couple times. And she, like, pulls a sideburn off of a child's face. 
or then at the end, the big reveal, she just kind of slowly pulls off the sideburns. She's like, well, clearly I'm a girl. Like, <laughs> these are my fake sideburns. <laughs> yeah, the, the production crew really leaned on the sideburns to get a lot of, a lot of visuals across <laughs> this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have like, uh, I, I, the big like the big set pieces, I think, are what a lot of people would probably categorize as their favorite scenes you mentioned the carnival scene you know just all that kind of back and forth there which also made me think a little bit we were talking about how some of the stuff hasn't aged anymore uh like do you do you think this world is done with kissing booths now do you think that's like out of date thing like i would say yes because i don't feel like i've ever encountered one but then we had that netflix movie like two or three years ago that oh, was yeah. so centered around a kissing booth so yeah. Maybe they're only in the movie. I don't, I've never seen I, I feel either. like it's a thing that's only in the movies because, yeah. or at least Just maybe set it, up that like kissing situation, I guess. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would, I would almost say like maybe it's not a South thing, but then that seems like a very South thing to have at a, <laughs> at a carnival. Well, they're at a debutante carnival. Like I feel like that's pretty. Yes. Yeah. 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 With. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I I, I had written down and not, I thought the, uh, I don't know even if this is the best way to describe it, but the weight room scene where she's spotting uh, for him, for uh, Channing Tatum. And then, um, uh, sorry, just like, this is where I'm going to edit. I have there. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, is the right room scene where uh, Sebastian is spotting for Duke and then Olivia comes over and like trying to make her jealous. And uh, I, I thought that scene was just really funny and just uh, the physical humor in there and just the awkwardness of it all. But that was, that was one that stood out for me. The flip uh, Yeah. And yeah. then, and, and then the, like, uh, just at the end, once again, not probably like my favorite scene, but the whole like, Sebastian, you know, reveals himself slash herself to everybody. Um, I just, I just noted that I thought it was as crazy as this movie is when all that goes down, I thought everybody was pretty like accepting of the whole situation that took place. Yeah. We're just like, <laughs> Okay, he's a okay. boy. Like, okay, she's a girl. Yeah, and it comes back around with like Duke and her, you know, a little bit. But like everybody else seemed a little unfazed that this happened in their uh, school. Yeah, it just you know, been in the locker room the whole time. Like, there's a lot of things we could be upset about, but we're <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. movie musings. I think this will be interesting because, as well as I know you, I think these things i'm not sure about you so we'll, we'll i'll even learn a little bit more about maddie here okay you ready for these i hope so <laughs> well you, you even mentioned it uh, but were you ever part of a debut debutante ball no 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 yeah did you ever go to anything like that or no um i feel like they weren't a thing in our community and that might just be me being ignorant of it. I do think it was more of a thing in like Oklahoma city. Like I did know some girls that I went to college with that had been debutantes and had come out and all the things, but, um, did it wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. Um, age at 11 for sure. I, I feel like, and I don't know, I, I don't know all the rules of a debutante, uh, ball or whatever like that, but I remember a friend from Longview who, I guess was a debutante mm -hmm. and I think I'm getting it right. And somehow me and some friends were invited to it. And I remember going to it 
And I remember a picture we took of it, but I remember even in the moment going, I have no idea what's happening here. What is going on? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why, why is this a big deal? I don't really understand. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's definitely an old, old tradition, but I do think those are still around definitely in places like Louisiana or yeah. Oklahoma City, maybe. Yeah. Or uh, Georgia or somewhere like that. Yeah. seems like, yeah, that's something that would take place, but yeah. Uh, did you do like a, like a cotillion or anything like that? Uh, I did it sort of. I took etiquette classes. So I okay. barely, very vividly remember a like engineering camp that I went to when I was probably in eighth grade, like probably a little bit after this where they had us do an etiquette class at OU um, and like how to pass your salt and pepper shakers and like where are all the silverware and um and it was a boys and girls camp. Like we were kind of separate for some activities, but it had both. And only the girls had to go to etiquette class. And I was kind of mad about that. <laughs> That's my memory. <laughs> we, we definitely had to take a uh, cotillion in elementary school. And I do have a couple of memories of that. One is like we, we had to walk the girls uh, to their car after it was over oh, and just all the moms just really getting a big kick out of that. Yeah. Um, also, be, you know, definitely dating me a lot. I just remember a lot of the cotillion is dancing to achy breaky heart uh, by oh. Billy Gray Cyrus. Yeah. yeah. So lots of, lots of line dancing uh, with that song. <laughs> so, I think there were some elements of that. Yeah, just growing up in Oklahoma, yeah. we definitely did. We did the play Oklahoma in or the musical mm -hmm. when I was in like fifth grade. And um, there was a lot of like, we had to partner up and learn all the dances and how you hold your hands. Um, yeah. So yeah. Some of that too. I don't necessarily remember doing anything with etiquette, but this must've been imprinted on me. And I think it was through those classes, but how um, silverware is placed in a place setting. And so I still, even mentally, sometimes like if I see a knife that's like flipped the wrong way, I'll flip it the right way and things like that. But that's anyway. more than I remember. The biggest thing I got out of it was that the salt and pepper shaker were married. They have to travel together. <laughs> I brought that home with me. And I we still say it every once in a while. Oh, they're married. Take them both. Like, but you know, the, the bad thing about that is like, this might be a generalization, but I feel like people use salt more often than pepper. So it's kind of sad because I feel like the salt runs out faster than the pepper does. Mm -hmm. And then what happens then? Do you throw the pepper away and you just buy a whole new set? No, you just fill them up. <laughs> right? <laughs> Clearly I was overthinking that. <laughs> 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 oh, um, so there's a scene in this movie where um, Sebastian has just joined the soccer team and they kind of have a, uh, uh, I forgot what you, uh, what you call initiation. Uh, so it made me wonder, um, and you don't have to divulge uh, any secrets or anything. Uh, you are part of a sorority, but have you ever been hazed before uh, in your soccer days even? No, no hazing. Um, Nothing in, in anything close to that or anything like that? Like, hey, rookie, do this. Really? No. Um, for the most part, we just got like showered with gifts. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was after some scandals had happened. Like, everybody was kind of on their toes. But, and I think it was also just nobody cared to do that in the sorority house. So, I mean, as soon as I came in, I was given like a basket of t-shirts and candy and all kinds of things. And it was just kind of more of that. It was like fun to be the baby. Yeah. And then 
we tried to make it fun for the next set of babies. I, I knew people that did not to reveal any secrets, but yeah, yeah. Um, did not happen to us. Yeah. Can is, is do you have a story for like what what would be really bad from a like a a, a girl perspective? Um, the worst ones I heard was like they would have a night where they just kind of had to do whatever was told to them. So they were it was like um drop on the ground and act like a dolphin. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like they just kind of had to act goofy. I'm sure, and for the better, it's changed a lot. I even uh, after I got done uh, pledging for my fraternity, like I thought I had it bad, but then you talk to all the alumni, like maybe like my dad's age, and you hear what they had to go through, and it was like, oh my gosh, we <laughs> we didn't have to do anything like that. You know, now I I I bet it's changed so much, and I think for the better for sure. And so there's definitely there was definitely a moment where I had a chewing tobacco spat in my eye, and oh. so. Yeah. So dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> it is dangerous. <laughs> so, and that's why I can't see out of my right eye to this day. This day. But okay. The other, uh, the last question I have for you is: uh, Did you uh, did you ever own a Quicksilver shirt? Is that like the? <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing. Is this a shirt you wear like over your like swimsuit or? Well, well, it's a brand. It's a brand. Like towards the okay. end of the movie, she had a blue shirt and it had like a big quicksilver logo on it um so i guess that didn't uh, connect to you now knowing knowing when you watch this show yeah you're probably too young to like connect but it just made me think of the like massimo trend that was real popular at or uh, stussy was that one um i mean there had to be like a brand you're making me feel like really <laughs> old right now <laughs> i was like the like abercrombie aeropostale hollister Okay. Everyone started wearing those with like the big brands on the shirts. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That situation, the flip phones kind of took me back. The low rise jeans, obviously. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. No. It's the shirt was very prominent. Even Whitney was kind of in and out of this movie, but she was just like, oh, like I felt like that we were a little too old to have those type of brand and stuff. But it definitely was like, oh, I remember seeing that like everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but. The so. shell necklaces, some of them have puka shells. <laughs> <laughs> Rom com rankings. Kind of a spoiler alert here. I uh, this is definitely not a great rom com, in, <laughs> in my opinion. So my rankings aren't going to be very high. We'll we'll see where you lie, but um, I I'm a little puzzled why this movie is on the list. I I feel like some the people that compose this list, there must have been. Uh, people that are similar to you that have like a, con a deep connection to this, but yeah. like uh, I can think of like 10 movies off the top of my head that I would rather <laughs> have on this list than this movie. <laughs> but um, the the first category is uh, romantic chemistry between the leads. So uh, wh what would you g give the chemistry uh, between Vines and Tatum here? I gave it two hearts. That's um, what I did. I promise. <laughs> no, I think they both did really well individually. And there's maybe some moments where they try to be like, oh, look, they're connecting. But it's yeah. really not about their connection for a lot of it. A lot of it is them trying to get with other people or her trying to get him with someone and then deciding she likes him. So, yeah, I just I feel like they didn't really focus on it. It was kind of an afterthought. Yeah. Yeah. If this was like called a like 
crush comedy versus romantic yeah. comedy, maybe it'd be higher, but yeah, I, I, I'm there with you. No, to no fault of their own or whatever like that, but you know, it's just, it, it, even in the movie itself, it doesn't really give him much of a chance to actually like her, you know, right. even so, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, the second category I have a component is like the best friend component here. So uh, Paul and Kia seem to be uh, her go-to friends and this sort of thing. Olivia kind of becomes her uh, friend toward, towards the end. Um, but uh, what, what do you kind of rate these supporting uh, actors in this movie? Yeah, I gave three hearts just because I remember really liking them and okay. like thinking they were fun. Like the makeover scene, so cute. Um, they have a couple one-liners where he's like, "Yeah, don't look," or you know, like they're clearly supporting her the whole time. But um, the Paul character is kind of cringy. I feel like like yeah. so stereotypical of you know what they thought a gay person was, and um, so definitely not a five, but. I thought yeah. That yeah, I went low on this one as well. <laughs> I, I, I gave it two hearts. Okay. I, it was even like when I had the category, I was thinking about back about this movie. I just, I hardly remembered them at all. It right. was like, what kind were their of, names? Who were they? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, those two names did not stand out to me at all. So, uh, once again, not, I don't think based on like their performances or anything, but it's just kind of, uh, the, the movie forgets uh, how important those roles can be to this type of movie. But um, okay, the soundtrack. So I'm I'm interested in this uh, component for you I, from the get go, from the opening credits. I, I, even if you didn't know what year this movie was, as soon as the music starts, you're, you're going to be like, "Oh yeah, this is definitely the uh, mid aughts." <laughs> but um, uh, there's uh, so I, I would say like it's. Um, it's a mix of songs, but most of the heavy handedness is probably uh, it's like pop punk, but I would say like, not like uh, it like produced pop punk. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, does that make sense? Uh, yeah. It's like, um, Oh, that girl who's trying to look punk, but that leather jacket probably cost hundred of dollars. Like that's <laughs> kind of like how I went with that. But. We kind of felt like a budget pop punk. Like we couldn't afford the really big ones, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, how did how, how did you view this soundtrack? Um, I gave it a four just because I wanted to give something a higher score. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it has you know two All American Rejects, we have the uh, Dirty Little Secret and the Move Along at the end. Both of those were like you know huge and great. Um, and I did like I think I said it earlier, but I found myself like singing along to a lot of the little. Mm -hmm. blurbs of songs so they clearly like stuck with me um you know after watching it yeah upwards no. of 30 times but yeah i i get i gave it three and a half hearts like i i think overall it's pretty enjoyable I, there's some uh older songs that, like a joan jett song that i really like a lot um i'm a big fan of oar and ray lamontane and so there's some good stuff in there yeah. um there's a people will recognize an okay go song in there um i i actually saw okay go in concert wow and it's um they weren't uh, they weren't the headliners that they were opening and they're probably the least impressive band I've ever seen in concert <laughs> before. But I felt like it was one of those, like maybe it was an off night, but you could tell they were just going through the motions, uh, <laughs> so, so to speak. So, uh, but um, you mentioned it. I, um, 
the the two All American Rejects song. Uh, I I had a, a couple of their albums and uh, I I've always liked them, but also uh, I, I thought it was funny. I had no idea when, before we talked about this movie uh, that this song was in here, but the Move Along song mm-hmm. totally gave me memories. Like when uh, first started dating Whitney, and you and Tommy came to Arlington uh, for a weekend. And I have vivid memories of playing move along on rock band with you all until like <laughs> two, two in the morning. <laughs> I don't know if you have any memory of that or anything, but. Uh, I don't remember it being on rock band, but that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I remember, yeah. I think there was this, maybe a CD y'all burned for us or we burned our own CD. Oh, probably. But yeah. I move along as one of like the first or second songs. Yeah. And I remember my mom being like, you know, what does he mean move along? Like, what is he talking about? Like, I remember having that conversation with her. So it was definitely there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably in my efforts to try to be the cool uncle. I think every Christmas I, I made like a, a burned a CD for everybody and put them in their stockings. So yeah, chances are that in uh, around 2007, 2008, you had a burn CD for me with the long on it. <laughs> Chandler is slightly original. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, the chase scene or declaration of love. Uh, there's usually kind of this moment. Uh, w- what do you give it? Um, probably a four. Oh, four. Oh. Why, why really four? <laughs> well, okay. I and I don't know. It's less about the love thing again. It's more about her being like, "Yeah, I am here, and I can play soccer." Ha ha. Um, and the sideburns scene always sticks with me, and the hair flipping. Um. It was so epic. And the coach being like, we do not discriminate based on gender and like getting at the other guys. So it's way more about that part of it. Yeah. I guess the love bid is secondary. The love bid is maybe a two. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Once again, I gave this uh, two stars. I I will say the, the tie in to how she scores the goal uh, that kind of what bicycle kick, I guess. I, I'm not a huge. Yeah, why we need to know a bicycle kick in high school? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it looks because it looks really cool. Uh, but you know how they tie that in. But I mainly rank it pretty low because there's a scene where they kind of go off and you know she's herself again, and they sh- she goes to the debutante ball. I guess hoping that he's going to show up. I can't mm-hmm. remember. Did she write like an invitation to him or something like a note or something? No, they don't show anything about why he okay. would come. See, <laughs> see this, this, is, this is why I'm giving it two stars. Because, like, he shows up, like, it looks like on a golf course or whatever. And, you know, they have this moment and stuff. And, like, just from an edit, editor's standpoint, like, I can tell that they edited out a, edited out a kiss. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. that's when they should have kissed. But then it goes to the, when they're, like, present on stage and they kiss. And it just, to me, like... I. That's to me, it just felt really sloppy. Like, I think in that moment before the stage, they would would embraced in that sort of thing. And I feel like they probably had that scene in the movie, but then they were like, oh crap, we can't have it here. We got to have it on the stage. Yeah, it just felt, well. it, it all felt like a mess. I don't know if you picked up on that or anything, but. That makes um, a lot of sense. Also, she's like standing there and turns around the first time and it's some other guy who's really scary. <laughs> that yeah. part is just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the groundskeeper or whatever like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that scene there right there like encapsulates this movie like, Perfectly. <laughs> okay. Uh, rewatchability. Last category. What, what do you give it? I gave it like three hearts. I really enjoyed it. 
watching it back, I still laughed a lot. Um, but yeah, some of it was a little strange to see from a 2023's perspective. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Actually, I wrote down three hearts. So even though I dogged those other things, you know, if it was on TV, I, I would, I would, I would stick around for a couple of scenes to get a couple of laughs, but then I would be out. I'd be like, okay, now I gotta go do my thing or whatever. It, it, it wouldn't like suck me in completely, but you know, I, uh, you know, it's 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 a this movie is kind of a light recommend for me. Uh, I, I don't know it, about your now you being older or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this a movie you'd say like, Hey, Hey friends, check this out. <laughs> um, probably not anyone that was my age that hadn't seen it before. <laughs> anyone, you know, who grew up at the same time that was like, Oh my God, I love that movie. Like I would watch it again with them. Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So w would you, would you put this on the rom-com list? Mm, yes. Because I remember it as favorably as like, you know, Sweet Home Alabama or How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or, but it's definitely below those in quality and script and all of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also kind of going up. Well, two things. I had a question. Uh, did Robert watch this with you? He uh, jumped in for a couple of scenes, but okay. the whole thing. But then he quickly jumped out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was just, I was just curious about that. Um, also, like, uh, I, I wasn't, I had always heard Amanda Bynes' name. This is kind of going outside, uh, talking about the movie, um, kind of more into like celebrity gossip, I guess. Mm -hmm. But did you, were you aware of all the like substance abuse issues that she had, and she was in a conservatorship? Yeah, like Brittany. Yeah, she was like I was Brittany. Not aware of that. Um, I think we all kind of knew she went off the deep end, but yeah, kind of vaguely. Well, it's it's once again, it's like uh, similar to Britney Spears. You you know, there's so much more awareness of like mental health <laughs> these days uh, in a good way and stuff. And uh, it seems like she's on like the upward track, whatever, like that. Um, and so, yeah, reading about it because I never like followed the discourse of it all. You know, I guess I, she was one of those actors. I always kind of wondered, oh, where'd she go? But I, I never looked into it, so to speak. And so reading about it, it just it just all felt so sad. Um, yeah. and so, but uh, it sounds like she's doing a lot better. And I do think that like, it, it, she, you definitely can see why she had all the shows and the movies that she did. And I, it, it, I think it would be fun to see her, uh, do something again. I, th I think that comedic talents there. And, uh, I don't know if you agree on that or not, but I definitely agree. Yeah. I, yeah. Th I always thought she was hilarious. Um, and just her willingness to like fully throw herself into something. Yes. I did yeah. read something that was pretty sad that was like she really hated watching the film and like couldn't stand seeing herself as a boy. Um, so like I thought that was pretty sad that it actually like negatively impacted her at the end. But um, I always thought she was super talented for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think any anybody, like especially in the comedy uh, world, if they're willing to put themselves out there as much <laughs> as they are, I, I almost it made me think of early like Jim Carrey roles. At, yeah. Actually, but uh, yeah, but, the level um, of, like dedication for sure. Yeah. yeah. Recommendations. Well, is there anything else that you're like consuming, uh, book wise, movie wise, TV show that like you want to recommend to our listeners? Oh, I'm I'm pretty boring right now because I've been doing my master's. So mostly my um, engineering econ textbook, which is unfortunate. But um, 
I've been watching Love Island. There's a new <laughs> UK season. It's excellent. <laughs> I highly recommend it, but that might only be for my age group or someone who really likes reality shows. So, <laughs> well, I I know CBS. I think took that on like in the summers. Like I think they've paired it up with Big Brother or whatever. And oh. I remember trying to watch like the beginning of one of them, and I was I didn't stick yeah. with it. So yeah. I I've never really watched a Love Island, but. There are a lot of episodes. They're definitely trashy, but <laughs> it's it's great if you just need something on for a little while. And the the UK one is definitely the best. They have all these little like phrases that are way better than ours. Like he mugged me off, or like <laughs> like just they have a whole other language and they're great. So okay, yeah, I have to check. I, and I think maybe that's what detracted me was like how many episodes there were or something. Yeah. You know, because like fifty episodes. Yeah, but. Yeah. It, but yeah, Big Brother is a commitment in itself too. It's probably most of the time not worth the commitment. So I was like, I can't be watching two of these shows at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's definitely like kicked me off of um, Bachelor. Like I haven't watched any of The Bachelor recently. So yeah, yeah. one trash TV at a time. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, my recommendation, and I, I don't know, this may be a kind of another generation thing. I, did you ever listen to Ben Folds at all or Ben Folds 5? Mm, I think because of y'all, but no, I, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> it, it was probably one of the CDs that I burned for you. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I probably but, know some of it, but yeah, I haven't. Yeah. It, it came out a couple of years ago, but um, I just finished his memoir, a dream about lightning bugs. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's almost the opposite of a, what you would come to expect from a book about a, quote unquote rock star because it's not like drug infused or <laughs> alcohol infused. It's actually a, he's very candid and just uh, being a workaholic, which I think regardless if you're in the music industry or not, uh, people very much get married to their jobs. And so um, anyway, it, it's really fascinating and just um, he's not afraid to uh, put his, uh, his negative qualities out there and uh, i think he, he he's been married five times <laughs> and things like yeah. that yeah but um anyway it, it's just a re it, it's a really good book now uh, if you know his music yeah you know there's definitely some ties to that but it, it was almost ironic of when i finished the book uh just like a week ago because he just announced that a new album is coming out soon and so anyway i was like well that was really <laughs> kind of really weird timing but i've always been a huge fan of his and so um i i think it's an interesting read even um even if you're not a big fan of his music so especially his portrait of 90s music at that time and that sort of thing so anyway that's my recommendation so i'm still trying to nail down what we will discuss next week uh, it's either probably gonna be 500 days of summer or hitch which um I haven't seen Hitch in a long time, but I really like 500 Days of Summer. But because of the Oscar show, uh, we'll be here soon on March 12th. So we may be uh, covering one of those nominated films. So we'll see. Um, I know you're doing your master's. Have you seen any of the Best Picture nominees? Can't say that I have. Okay, I'll listen real quick. And I'm just curious to see if you've seen any of them. Okay. Okay, All Quiet on the Western Front. No. Avatar, The Way of Water. Yes. Oh, okay. The Banshees of Inshireen. Elvis. No. Everything everywhere all at once. No. The Fablemans. No. <laughs> Tar. <laughs> no. Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Triangle of Sadness. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I knew those would maybe be no. I just wanted to hear you say uh, uh, no. Uh, but yeah, those are the best picture nominees. So between Avatar, Top Gun, Maddie, which movie will win best picture? Um, Top Gun. <laughs> let's go F thirty fives. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll hit on that uh, somehow. We'll, we'll see what we're gonna do. Um, also, I, I want to take this opportunity to give a shout out to Kyle Radford, uh, who's been a guest before, but he he has provided the recommendations staying that I've used in the past couple of episodes. And I, each episode I've meant to like verbally thank him for that. And so this is long overdue. Um, but because of that, I also want to say that he has started his own podcast with his best friend, uh, Brandon McMinn, who's also been on this podcast before, but it's called a uh, second best picture. And they, these two movie nuts, they break down Academy Award Best Picture nominees by year. So uh, they've been covering the year 1994 right now, which includes uh, The Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, Quiz Show, uh, I think Pulp Fiction's in that mix. So anyway, uh, you should go out and check that out. I've listened to them. They're, they're great. Uh, they, they have a really great banter. So you can listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. So um, and as always, check out our website, moviesarelife.com, for all past episodes, reviews about movies that we don't talk about on here, and more. So, Maddie, I uh, appreciate you uh, doing this and coming on. I, I always thought it'd be fun to have you on as a guest. So, I hope uh, I hope this wasn't too far out of your comfort zone. No, this is fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and and maybe maybe if you do ever want to come on again, I do want to bring Robert on at some time to you know talk about something but uh hopefully maybe it's a maybe higher quality movie than uh, she's an man <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about best movie ever <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh thanks so much i hope you have a great weekend you too okay bye, bye.